The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, everybody. My name is Darian Douglas, and we are back again. Mr. Aji, what's good? Uh, man, everything is good now that I realize all I had to do to fix my sound was plug in my microphone. <laughs> Greg, you're getting old, baby. <laughs> I did it. How does this thing work again? Yeah, bro. Look, man, we, we're, we're uh, week two into the Sanaa Music Workshop. Uh, I'm tired as hell because I just came off the road like a madman. And uh, he was holding down a fort, man. And, and, you know, we had some good things happening today. Gerald French in the building. Chawa tomorrow. Who we got tomorrow? Oh, man, I don't want to tell anyone because they're going to be jealous. It's like <laughs> anyone, anyone listening to this is just going to they're going to wish they were at the camp. But uh, tomorrow we got the fantabulous, amazing just i mean just i don't even know what else to say he's, he's just when people say he's the greatest of all time he might actually be the greatest of all time and we have the, the fantastic nicholas payton joining us tomorrow and uh we also have one of the greatest of all time one of the greatest rhythm uh drummers and one of the the greatest uh, melodic instrument players in the world and a tiktok star we got the great jason marcellus in the house yeah y'all so as you can see we've been busy y'all we go, we go, that's enough for that, man. Why don't we get right to the show tonight? Cause man, this 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 one, like we were just saying before we, we hit the live button, has been has been in my brain for years, Greg. Years, man. I can't wait to ask uh, our our guests some some stories about you and <laughs> hopefully he don't remember none, man. <laughs> so so this, this this next guest, uh his name is Dear Silas, and he is a, a fantastic musician. Uh, lyricist, rapper, MC, performer, actor. I feel like this cat. Like if you if you if you Google him real quick, as you're listening to this at home, you'll see what I mean. He uh, is a great storyteller, and he's from my hometown, Jackson, Mississippi. And you know, I was just sitting here thinking, Greg, about all the cats that I grew up with who are, in my opinion, geniuses. And, and Silas is in that category. Uh, cast like Nate Henson and Marcus Singleton, bunch of cast. I could just go on and on about people who the talent level in Mississippi is just ridiculous, man. And you know, I was just trying to keep up with those dudes, and I still am, man. But without further ado, why don't we welcome the fabulous Silas, dear Silas, to the Working Artist Project? What up, Silas? Woo! Yes, indeed. yo, 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 hey, man, I'm, I'm uh, incredibly humbled and. I feel pretty good. I, I like to talk up, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, that's what's up, you know? <laughs> they got me going, so thank you, man. I, you know, I, um, I've been trying to work on accepting, you know, like compliments and stuff like that. So like, I'm, 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 I'm receiving all that stuff you just said, so thank you. I like that. I like that, man. Yeah, it, like we were just saying, uh, it's been a minute, man. I think maybe high school, Maybe high yeah. school. I can't remember if it was high school or college since the last time we seen each other. I'm old now. I'm 37. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was it was it was definitely high school. You know what's crazy? You 
my memory is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm always recalling on like, you know, past events and stuff. Like I, I use it a lot when I'm, you know, I'm creating and writing music, you know, cause like I'm, I'm heavy into nostalgia and stuff like that. But I think, bro, when I when I think about a conversation I had with you, I think, man, we might've been in the auditorium or something in Murrah. And you was like, bro, you got to get your grades up, man. Like you got, you got to that. that. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> And you weren't lying, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, so it was you know, it was it was words of encouragement. So I, I'm I'm glad to say you know, it was something like that. You was telling me basically like get get up, get on your shit, man. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't remember that, y'all. I, I probably had F's too. No, no, not F's, but definitely. <laughs> but, but but I do want to get into the first thing I want to get into because, uh, Greg. You don't know this, but Silas is, in my opinion, a true creative and a true create or. And I want to know how you create these stories every day. Every day on Instagram, you created one song and then you had 50 videos for this. I'm like, damn, <laughs> all different. And you and you're bringing in the community uh to help you tell your story. Can you just kind of start at your creative process and how you how you go about it? Yeah, I mean, um, I think trust. Trust is the biggest factor in what I do and just understanding or just believing that whatever I got cranking up here is is gonna work and it's good enough. And I think that's something I struggled with for a long time. And I probably held back, you know, a million ideas that, you know, could have got me to where I'm trying to go or, or where I'm at right now a lot faster. But I think just trusting myself and believing, you know. And also, man, um, I think I might be like maybe a liaison between um, people wanting to do certain things they think they can't do and, and then and, and then uh, between to the people who are actually doing it. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm trying to make like this bridge to let people know that like, I know it seems like I'm doing all this dope stuff and I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm to my own horn because it's something I don't do enough. But at the same time, I just want people to know like, man, you, you, you got what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of this stuff I'm doing, I'm doing it with the most ordinary tools. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like spending thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, I'm just saying like, man, what can I take? I'm going to take this penny and make it look like a million dollars. So yeah, I think just really just, just being very imaginative, and uh, having fun, first and foremost, just just trying to have as much fun as possible. Wow, I like I love that taking a penny and, and turning it into something. But yeah. uh, man, how do you? You know, I think a lot of a lot of the uh, resistance that I've encountered in my life, a lot of times, it's like, oh, you know, I just need a, a nicer mic or a nicer phone or a nicer camera, and then I'll start making content and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of those, you know, we, we all have different narratives that prevent us from putting out work. And, and how do you continue? Have you had, have you ever had a struggle with any type of like self doubt in being so, um, you know, just, just putting out so much content and, and creativity in the world? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm still human uh, at the end of the day. Um, and I, and I gave myself a ton of excuses about like, well, I can't, I can't drop this until I get that or, or I need this one piece to make this perfect. And um, I think I'm kind of forced into like knowing that that's like a bunch of crap because, you know, it'll just happen by mistake. Like I'll, I'll go ahead and force and put something out and I didn't have all the tools necessary. And then um, versus a time where I waited and I got everything I needed 
the perform like the two perform completely different. The one that I just went ahead and did it and didn't wait. But when I like <laughs> just took all this time and spent all this money and and blase blase and made up all these excuses, it's like nobody's ever seen it. So I'm just starting to think like, man, like okay, just go ahead, just go for it. I think that's what I tell anybody. Just just do it. You know, I was the thing I like to look at is like this uh this early cut of The Simpsons. I'm sure y'all have seen it. Where like you just looking at like the pilot for the Simpsons and and the characters look like they all squiggly lined and the animation is like terrible, you know. And then you see like it didn't look like how the Simpsons look right now, but they went ahead and they they started. They threw out the pilot and look where like the Simpsons is one of the if not the longest running animating series I've ever like that's been out. Period. So yeah, yeah, I man, I love that message. Like, don't what's the one that uh. uh... Uh, no analysis by paralysis. You know what I mean? Like, don't Absolutely. get stuck in that loop of being like, oh, shit, man. Like like Greg said, I just got the iPhone 1, but, you know, motherfuckers, now they got the iPhone 36, man. And, <laughs> I was curious, man, looking at your content, I'm like, damn, does Silas have a production team? You know? <sighs> <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream, man. Like, one day, um, and, it's, and, it's, and again, it's uh, the word again is trusting because I do so much stuff like by myself and also like with my wife, like we like teammates, but um, I want to have like this big production team one day. Like I, like my dream is to just wake up and I just go stand in front of the camera and somebody just like, go, I'm like, cool. And then when I get done, they chop it up, they edit it, they send it back to me. And I already like how it is because they know where my mind is going and, and what I'm trying to attempt or, you know, where I'm trying to get to. Uh, but as of right now, no, nah, man, I'm setting up everything, shooting everything and writing everything. Um, I'm animating everything. So, like, whatever you see is is coming straight out of here and uh, straight to everybody else. Wait a minute. You doing your own animations? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did. I just got got done working on one a second ago. But, uh, yeah, and it's, ah, it's like, I, it's crazy because um, I just talked. Uh, I talk with my therapist, like she was like, man, you gotta, you gotta get some help. And I'm like, yeah, but it's so hard because she's like, you gotta trust people. It's, and I'm like, you're right, you're right. Because I got this thing about myself. I know exactly how I want it to be done. I know I'm going to do it. I'm not going to fail myself. Right. But um, I do think, you know, there's a gift in just like seeing, um, just bringing other people in and understanding like, okay, I know, I know I can fold this towel perfectly, you know, but at the same time, I got to fold that towel. I got to take out the trash. I got to wash the dishes. So why not get somebody who just folds towels all same? And that's what they do. And they do it perfectly. And, you know, so I'm trying to, I'm working on too. like, Hey, you know what? I just got to find those people. You know, I got to find, I, I want to find somebody who gets it. I don't, I don't, I think I'm like at a point in my career right now where I don't really have time to go through the, uh, Let's build, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to train you up so one day you can take up the mantle. Like, I need people who can come in on that level and, 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 and I can just trust them to do it. But, yeah, other than that, I, I, want, I, I want that. I want that. That's that's my next goal. That's the next step. Good luck finding people like that. Um, <laughs> from, from a fellow control freak, <laughs> I would think I was telling Darian the same thing today. It's like, man, that's one of the most challenging things, too, as a creative when you have such a distinct vision in your mind as to like how something should be or what you want it to look like. And then you have to communicate that to someone who has no idea what you've been thinking about, no idea what, you know, whatever. And then 
you got to get that from here to there. Like that's yeah. a challenge. <laughs> yeah. What up, man? So, so that's crazy. So how you, you have like a whole array of skills, man. So, so in addition to being a great lyricist and storyteller, like what are some of the other areas of expertise do you, you feel like you have? Um, I think, man, I think just as an artist, as a whole, like I'm just, just the whole, the whole escape, you know, I think I'm good at no matter what it is. I think, I, I think I can put, when it comes to the arts, I think I, I know what, what looks good and what doesn't it and how to enter, entertain period. Um, but you also have like a whole host of like technical skills too. Like you were saying, like you do animation and video editing and all that stuff. Like how did yeah, you yeah. all that up? So, okay, here's the thing. Um, and it's something I just, I just, it just had to happen. I used to have a friend who uh, I was the rapper and he was the do everything else for me. You know, you know, he was, he was uh, mixing me. He was recording me. He was producing me. He was taking me out. He was shooting the, vi the visuals and he edited the visuals. He was taking all my pictures. And then one day he disappeared. I don't know what happened, but he just, he just you know, that's one of my like, my uh, sound. I'm gonna do that a lot tonight. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, just wanna let y'all know. So y'all won't think I'm crazy. But anyway, he just disappeared like, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I had to like take up the mantle. You know, I had to figure it out. I had to like, and, I, and I'm actually like, other than losing a good friend, um, I'm kind of glad it happened because it forced me into a situation where I can like, I can fend, you know, for myself. And I think that skill set helped, like, especially when the world turned upside down, like 2020, I released a project called Plus Ultra at the end of February. I had an album release party. It was amazing. We celebrated. And then the next week, the world shut down. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, like tour canceled everything. We stuck in the crib. So I, I had to figure out how to get through that. And I think that too also kind of helped me like buckle down even harder on like, yeah, I got to get better. I got to get better at the editing. I got to figure out how to rebrand myself without actually being a, around people. So it just helped me just tighten up that skill set some more. Man, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, a lot of times when people like us come out of Mississippi, you know, geniuses, we geniuses, stylists, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so much humility out of Mississippi, man. I love yeah, it. I know it is, Greg. I know it is. You, you know, I'm you know I'm humble. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much to be, you know, like uh, you know, I, I we got so much to be arrogant about, but then I I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but but no, for real, like coming out of Mississippi a lot of is difficult. In in to my knowledge, you you still there, right? You still in, you still in jacket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to me, what you've done, like I, I saw you post the other day, you had a million streams on on uh, Spotify, right? That's mm -hmm. nothing to a million motherfucking streams. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of ears on your music, right? Yeah, yeah. How did how do you do that and not move to an Atlanta, a New York, or an LA? How do you how do you DIY yourself into an audience of a million? I think, man, I think just just work ethic and consistency. I think that's the key. Consistency. I know a lot of people say that and it sounds cliche, but it's really, it's really no uh no hard answer. And I think um it's something that took me a long time to develop. I had to make a decision that like, you know, 
today I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. I'm gonna do it 10, 20, 100 days after that. Cause I feel like I always had like the quote unquote talent to make stuff happen and do what I wanted to do. Uh, but and I do it right. I do it for like a month and then I pat myself on the back and I'm like, yeah, and I can take a break and kick back. And it don't really work like that, especially if you're from a place like Mississippi where people aren't looking as much. You know, yeah, we we got like a load of talented people. You know, a lot of music, you know, was birthed right here in Mississippi. You know, we're talking about every damn near every genre that you can think of, you know, but everybody don't know that, right? You know, even though it's true. But um, because I'm from where I'm from, it's almost like, man, being from Mississippi is like a secret, you know, superpower or something. It's like a weapon because, because nobody is expecting what they, you know, uh, us to do the things we do. It just makes you want to go that much harder and just, you know, just, ah, you know, just so when they, they'd be like, so where are you from again? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, man. So like, I, I think like being from Mississippi, just working on like, um, just grinding it out because like, and I, I know I'm like jumping all over the place, but I want to say this because I want, you know, whoever listens to this, I want them to hear it. Um, that whole, I keep going back to this trust yourself thing because like you mentioned, I heard you just mention the streams and everything. I was reluctant to post that, you know? Um, like I had got like, like 10 million streams on something. And then like, I looked at the screen, like Apple kind of like lets you know when you, uh, you get these milestones or whatever. And I was like looking at it. I looked at it for like an hour and I was like, well, I can't post this because Drake just posted like he got like 100 billion streams or something. So why should I, you know, and I thought about it. I was like, no, stop it. What are you doing? You know, and I never celebrate stuff like that because I'm always thinking, I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it when I get to 20 and I'm going I'm to do it when I get to 30. I'm going to do it when I get to 50. Like, man, celebrate your wins. And uh, other people from Mississippi need to see that. You know, they need to see like, and that's why I want, I'm glad you said that because I want everybody to know where I'm from. And I know I want them to know like what we're capable of and what we're doing, you know, here in the South. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely, bro. Also, uh, this is an anti-Drake uh, podcast. Uh, Drake, if you're listening, I hate you. You're fraudulent. But anyway, <laughs> oh, man. this is my personal opinion. I just got to say that that is not Greg's opinion. That is not Silas's opinion. That is Darian Douglas's opinion. But you're welcome to come on the podcast. It also does not reflect the opinion of Second Line Arts Collective. Uh, Greg, <laughs> gladly take your money and we'll, we'll get rid of Darian if we have to. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me make sure. Yeah, you can put that in there real quick. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really want to get Darian back for saying that, donate $10 million. <laughs> That's right. Double coming. Great. Drake is great. I love him. Man, I'm, I'm curious because it's like, I'm just kind of finding out that the two of you all were friends from back in the day. And just in this like quick little moment of getting to know you, Silas, it's like, it seems like you all have a lot of similar outlooks in life and and a similar work ethic and things like that. So I'm, I'm wondering too like what is was there something about like the school that y'all went to or is like something about your upbringing too like like how do you come from a place that has such a i would say laissez-faire i don't know if there's another term for it that exists in mississippi but like you know new orleans is the same thing man people are just chilling you know we have a good time we love to eat drink go see a show and then that's it so how, how, how do you how do you maintain that level of motivation to like 
to to do to to like compete with the cats who are up in New York, like literally grinding like twenty eight seven, twenty eight eight. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, man, when you come to Mississippi, man, it's just like it's something in the atmosphere that does something to your DNA. So when you just sniff it in a little bit, you just walk away better. But now nah, I'm just playing. But look, I think, man, um, being from Mississippi again, it's like it's that corner of the earth. Like nobody or, 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 or for instance, if they were to if you're looking at a reality TV show or something like that and they show Mississippi, they'll probably go to like the deep, deep country or something. You probably see like some tumbleweeds and a cow and somebody probably come, hey, how y'all doing? My name is Boom from uh, uh, Sweet Corn, Mississippi, and, and we're just proud to be out here. You know, and they, now don't get me wrong. That is there. <laughs> that exists in Mississippi, but it's so much more. We got cities. We got, you know, big places of establishment. We got we got a lot of great stuff going on. But I just think, man, um, it doesn't get publicized enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, we not, like, we, we don't have, like, this big nas- national – pouring of like good great stuff going on so i want to get at the forefront of all of that and just kind of like recreate the narrative of what you automatically think of when you hear mississippi because you know when you say mississippi you know the first thing people think about and you know it ain't music for the most part you know it's it's probably something that you know you know injustice things of that nature you know because you know it's the bottom of the map but I, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want people to start talking about all the great stuff that's going on in Mississippi too. And that makes me work, you know, for the most part, we got to work like 10 times harder than everybody else, you know, just to scratch the surface sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, man, my wife over here, she, she on the, the YouTube channel, making all kind of jokes, talking about y'all got cities in Mississippi, huh? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, she thinks she's some, you know. It's all, it's cool, it's cool. Wow. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. We're gonna, we're gonna let them make it, you know. You, you can measure a city out there by how many waffle houses they got. FC, <laughs> yes. How, how many waffle houses you have in Brooklyn? <laughs> and that's the difference. Exactly. That's the difference, right there. Look, man, let's take a moment right now to to, to put our ears on some of your music, man. Okay. And, I, I want to play this one and then we can talk about it after. Here we go. Hold up. Bounce. Yo. Yo. Hold up. I woke up, got out my bed. It was a sunny day. Brush my teeth, clean my skin, cause I love my face. Ain't got time for all that stressing. I'm receiving all my blessings. About to love and hug myself, cause I got time today. Whatever happened yesterday, guess what? Ain't worried about it. On my masterpiece today, you know I'm about it, about it. I ain't stressing about no bills. I ain't got no time to chill. Put some problems in my face. I'm just gonna bounce about it. Like, why you mad at me? Because I chose to love myself. Yes, I am proud of me. Not where I'm trying to go just yet, but I'm about to be. Now put your hands up in the sky and be thankful you still here and stop asking them why. Lord, I got it. You know I got it. Little buddy, I got it. And ain't nobody on this earth gonna ever come and stop it. Cause I'm from the country south, got something to say. Spun a big boy with 3K. Now let me bounce out of my shoulder pop. It. Bounce your shoulder, feel the vibe. I ain't stressing the day. Yo, I ain't stressing the day. Bounce. You negative, well, I ain't got time. I ain't stressing the day. Yo, I ain't stressing the day. Bounce. I don't wanna play too much, man. You two gonna flag us, man. They- They've been out here after us lately, man. But that that song, when I first heard it, Silas, you know, it, it gave me joy because I was like, man, such a positive message. But also, 
it goes the beat goes hard and then you brought the old school joint in there with, you know like, yeah yeah the inspiration for this one i ain't stressing today okay uh so my name is dear silas because essentially man i'm trying to like i'm writing an open letter to myself you know and it's really just to remind me of you know what i'm going through to help myself to get through like some of the trials that i go through and and it just so happens that it happens to help some other people along the way. And I'm so grateful and appreciative of that. But it starts with me first. And like this song, uh, I had no intention on it being a song. Like, let me tell you what happened. So, you know, you got the Regina Bell sample in there, of course, like super dope record. But I was chilling one day and I was feeling terrible. <laughs> feeling very bad about myself, you know, and um. I saw this old Soul Train performance from from Criss Cross. They they sampled this record too. It was to live and die for hip hop, and like they were on stage, it was like them, the Brad, Jermaine Dupree, and all of a sudden, like when they got done performing, they just started bouncing. Like they was just doing the bank head bounce, you know. And it made me so happy because it was like a montage of bouncing. Like they were, it was fading in and out of everybody. I, I got to see the video. You had to see it. Like when we when we get off of here, but I was like, you know what? That made me so happy. I was like, I'm going to go outside. I'm just going to record myself in the sun, bouncing around a whole bunch of trees, and I'm going to soak up this energy. So that's what I did. So I went outside. No no, no words, no rapping, and I found like that old instrumental. And I just went outside, and I bounced, and I put it out. And people was like, man, this is so therapeutic. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. It made me happy. So I just did it again just because it was making me happy. It was keeping me. Like when I fell down, I just go look at myself and just be like, yeah, keep that feeling, you know? And then um, all of a sudden, this challenge thing started or whatever, you know, people started like bouncing with me or whatever. And they was like, why don't you make this a song? And I was like, why don't I? You know, <laughs> so uh, I went like again, I did another bounce. But this time I put a freestyle to it, like just whatever the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, well, you know what? This makes me happy. So let me just talk about, you know, just carefree stuff, you know, waking up, getting up, brushing my teeth and just feeling good about myself. And then that was it. And then that took off crazy. Like, um, I like Chance the Rapper reposted it. Uh, Scissor reposted it. A couple of other people. I can't think of everybody right now. And then like, why this is going on? I have no real record. Like there is nothing to tie this back. And so sounds like now nah, I messed up. And I, I did this before. We can get into that later where I'm like having to jump in front of something that's already kind of taken off and I should have been more prepared. But again, I just, I really had no intention on it ever being a record. But uh, I went back, recorded the song. Uh, we came back and we reproduced a, uh, an original beat with a sample and I put it out. And like, I ain't stressing today. And the song came because I was stressing. That's what's so, <laughs> that's what's crazy about it. Like I was really going through it, and I was like, and and it's and it's helping me so much, and and it's helping a lot of people. And I'm I'm getting so many messages every day, and I'm glad. Like to the point where it's made me look at mental health like way more serious um, than I did in the past. And I'm like, just like I, because I ain't stressing today, I started going to therapy. You know, like just trying to be more you know, intent on taking care of myself and loving me. So like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like where it comes from. Well, you got, you got two advocates of therapy right here. And uh, yeah, did I steal the words from you? 
Love it, love it. No, no, no. No, I, I, we're the, talking Darian. Darian loves. Yeah, Darian. We, 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 I think like we had a period of our life where we were just talking back and forth about what we talked about in therapy and how much therapy was helping us. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned too that that um, you, you said that there were a couple of things that that you were kind of chasing or trying to catch up with once you found once once some of your music started getting a lot of um, uh, movement. What what are those things that maybe you you think you should have had set? Uh, in order to be more prepared for that type of like success or that type of, um, again, just, I guess, motion in, in your product. Oh my gosh. Uh, several things. So like, I, I, I have this, uh, this viral thing happens quite a bit and, um, I'm always working on like just trying to be as prepared as possible for it. Sometimes you can be prepared for it. Sometimes you can't cause it always be the record that you had no idea that people would even, you know, like you think like this is gonna be the one, and then if it's another record, I'm like, I won't even looking at that one. I love it, but you know, the people ultimately decide, you know, for you, which you know, and as as they should. But like I, I remember um like a long time ago, um I got a couple of different moments. So I used to do I, I was doing comedy at one point, and I was really doing I was going by the name Trey Parker. And I was like, uh, I had to change that because why in, the, why in the hell would I choose the name Trey Parker? Like, it's the guy who created South Park is one of the, yeah, his name's Trey Parker too. So that didn't work. That didn't really work out. I still get fan mail from South Park fans who think I'm that guy, but I'm not. But yeah, anywho. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had, I, I was doing these comedy videos um, all in hopes to promote my music because I started to realize, like, man, you know what? people are more prone to like, you know, absorb something that's funny and they'll pass that on versus like you trying to shove music down their throat. Like, check out my song. Who was dropping on this day? Da, 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 da. Like I was trying to figure out ways to promote myself without, if you know, it being forceful. Um, so I was like, so what I would do is I make these comedy videos and um, I would promote, I had this mixtape at the time called Wave Grease a long time ago. And I will put, Wavery is coming soon at the end of all these comedy videos. And like my, my, my comedy videos are going crazy. So after a while, everybody kept saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Wavery's. I don't know what it is, but I can't wait for it. You know, I never said what it was. Just kept saying Wavery's coming soon, Wavery's coming soon. And around this time, I think this was like when World Star Hip Hop was like real prominent. Like I was getting like on there like every other week. They were just taking, scooping up my videos and throwing them on there. So I was getting so much exposure. And so when Wavery's finally dropped, people found out that it was a mixtape and they thought it was going to be like some people I thought it was going to be like some uh some big skit like a whole hour long movie you know but I like it so I, I, I gained music fans people like oh so he raps you know what I'm saying so um I had this one video right I'm gonna skip forward a little bit uh I was in college um it was like I did this take on like it was like we had like a, a step show right and we were the temptations in the step show and so I just wanted to make a video like to have like the, as the intro for my fraternity or whatever. And um, I came out, it's like we had like it was like a doo-wop style video or whatever. And uh, I made that and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just I made it for the step show, right? But I, I was like, I'm gonna just put it on YouTube just to do it. Man, I put it on YouTube and I woke up the next day, had like 100 k views on it. And I was like, where'd this come from? And I wasn't prepared. And so like it was a song. But there, the song wasn't out on any platform. So I had to like run down and chase that down and try to make it a song. And then it happened again. Fast forward. Um, I know I'm skipping ahead. I was talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But fast forward to me 
um, maybe 2016. And at this point, I, I had decided that, you know, I didn't want to do the comedy stuff no more. And I was going to focus 100% on music. But anyway, I had this song called Gullah Gullah Island. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that song, um, I had made like a little snippet, uh, put it on Twitter. Uh, I always happen before I go to bed. I went to sleep. <laughs> I woke up. Today. I, I was working at the Apple store around this time and I was at work. And my phone just started just going crazy. I pulled my phone out. Ocho Cinco retweeted it. Like, this is dope. And then it was going crazy. But the song didn't really exist, like, in, on any platform. So I was, like, I was talking to my customer. And they was like, yeah, I would love to get this iPhone. I was like, give me one second. And I left them at the front of the store. And I ran to the back of the store. And I was, like, trying to upload on SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever I could. Because it wasn't, on, it wasn't nowhere. And you know, like distributing to like all the other platforms that take a long time, but I at least try to get it in those spots. That's another time where I kind of messed up. Then um, uh, I had this record called Fast Forward, which is what got me uh, got me a major record deal at the time with RCA. It's called Skirt Skirt. So um, I made a meme for that song where I was like, I'm going to be ready this time. Like the album is done. Uh, I put the album out and then I put the meme out like a week later. And I was like, I'm gonna go to bed because I know what's gonna happen in the morning. This is how it always happens. And sure enough, yeah, it, it went viral the very next day. I think like Complex posted it. It just went crazy. Every you know, but this time, um, the song went viral because of a meme, right? And my face is nowhere in this, so I had to jump in front of it. And like, so everybody's liking this song. They don't know. They don't know who the artist is. So I had to chase that down. It, 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 so those are like a whole bunch of times where like I had to like kind of regroup and figure out, but I feel like I'm getting better and better and better each time, you know what I'm saying? With, with figuring that out and being prepared. You know, the, the, what I'm hearing, uh, the most thing that's resonating with me in this story is uh, as you was like back before college, college, after college, like the, the process never stopped. And, and I think that that's the part that people miss. So they, they got to Gullah Gullah and didn't realize that you was a comedian. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. was, and, and then what's dope is you're a naturally funny person. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just going, not that you didn't work at it, but I just think that you just have, you just naturally funny. And that comes off in some of your skits that you, with your music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you realize that. You said, wait a minute, if I put this comedy in his music and if I just keep the process going, I'm going to fuck around and learn yeah. <laughs> the right way. You know, absolutely. You know, man, like the, to have the foresight and the ability to realize what the product is. Cause this last one, what you say, you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a meme out. I'm going to do, I'm going to go to bed. Cause I know <laughs> that's some church shit right there. What they say, God, you take one step. God going to take two. So you already knew God's going to take them. Yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. We right here. <laughs> Hey, you was like Jesus on the boat. <laughs> Jesus sleep the storm going. What y'all scared for? I'm yeah, man. Back. We good. We good over here. Yeah. I, I wrote it down on my phone too, man. Like I started like, and you know, that, that, that definitely wasn't the last like moment like that, a viral moment. But that was like one of the last times where I was like, I wasn't prepared the way I need to be prepared. But like, I even put it in my phone. I said, I thank God in advance. I said, thanks God. Can't wait to wake up in the morning to this, you know, song being a hundred million times bigger than it is. 
And I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you in advance, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, short hours later, you know what I'm saying? It happened. So it's like, I, I could, I wasn't even surprised. And I think that kind of helped me move forward. Like you said, it's a process, man. Uh, once you've been doing it for so long and you start, like, I really had to take like a thousand L's, you know, <laughs> to really figure out what, how this process goes and what works best for me. And now I'm to the point where it's like, when something happened, I'm just like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, you know, but, you know, I'm just trying to figure out like now, um, how do I make the most of it every single time to keep, you know, catapulting myself to the next level, you know, or going up and up and up. So, yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. Silas, could I ask you, so man, what was the first piece that you put out that you felt like really like made, made, made it like kind of went, maybe went viral or got a lot of hits. And then also like when you are creating content, do you, are, is there like a, is it like a formula for different platforms that you know works that you're trying to like kind of fulfill or do you ever consider that stuff when, when you're making content or what's your process like in, in creating things? Yeah. So the first one, um, the first question I would say, like the first thing that I felt like I felt that way about, um, and it's not so much just about because um, like how many hits or whatever. Uh, I felt that I got this project called The Day I Died. Uh, it dropped in 2016, uh, and it's my first project under under the name uh, is Silas. Uh, like before, I was going by Trey Parker, and, and the reason why I felt differently about that, and that project also had Gullah Gullah Island on it too. Um, but I felt differently about that one because it was the first time. So I give you the spiel real, real quick. Back in the comedy days, I was doing this and I was promoting myself, you know, trying to get people to listen to my music, and it was working, right? Um, but then on the flip side, it was still some of my audience was like, man, look, bro, what you doing? You know, like we trying to laugh. We ain't trying to hear none of that heat, you know, all the other stuff. Like, you know, made me laugh and keep it kicking, you know. And I had kind of forgot, you know, like what I, why I started doing this. Ultimately, you know, I'm a musician, you know, at the end of the day. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I wanted to put out to the people. But I kind of felt like a lot of stuff got lost in translation because I was even holding back music at certain points because I would I didn't want to like upset my audience and I wanted like I always wanted to make sure I kept them happy and you know things of that nature. But man, I got to the point I, was, I had a conversation with my friend and he was like, I was like I don't know what what I should do or how I keep making this work. He's like, what you want to do? He's like, I want to rap. He's like, but just rap and just do that, just do that really really good. <laughs> don't do anything else. He said, once you do that and you master that, everything else will fall into place. You know, other stuff is going to come around it, but just stop spreading yourself there and do that one thing. So that's what I decided to do. I went into the project the day I died um, thinking like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to tell my story and I'm going to make exactly what I want to make. And uh, because beforehand, what I was doing, I was making this whole project, like maybe like 14 songs, right? And I was like, okay, I got to make this record for the girls and I got to make this record for the clubs and I got to make this record for the streets and I got to have this one for the guys and I got to have one of those records while I'm braggadocious and I'm, I'm fresh and one where I'm spitting super duper hard. I was trying to make all these records and I, I was squeezing like two records at the end of it and be like, okay, this is what I really want to talk about. I'm going to do these for me. But I only I, I do those in like the most minuscule way possible because I'm thinking like, don't nobody want to actually hear what I want to talk about. And uh, I put them out and then I get the feedback People are like, man, I like the project, but man, I really like those last two songs that you put at the end. Like, why don't you do more stuff like that? And I'm like, damn, y'all want it. 
you want to hear what I want to talk about? And that, you know, and that just changed it for me. I was like, damn, so I can, I can be me and make this work, you know? So I took that and did it 110% on this project that we're talking about right now. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just throw everything at the wall. I ain't got nothing else to lose. And I'm going to just start making music for me and whoever else wants to listen to it versus I'm trying to please everybody around me. And that's when everything changed. I didn't have to worry about like making a comedy video first to promote a record coming out. I could just rap and people like that, or I can mix it in or fuse it together or whatever. And so that's why that one is super special for me. Now, as far as the content, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very uh, strategic driven. Uh, it's different for every platform. Um, also, it changes like every three weeks. So, <laughs> so you just got to really stay up on like looking at like what's trending and what's not trending. So I'm, all, I'm always like, I'm always just paying attention, you know, um, to the trends. And, if, and I, feel, I feel like this trend can help me and give me some more exposure, but I can also just do what I want to do without like sacrificing who I am. Then I, you know, then I'll jump on it because I never want to get into that boat again while I'm doing something just because I feel like people might want to hear it. It's got to move me at this point. Like if, if, if like if I don't look at it and, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to do this in the first three seconds and I don't do it, you know, but if I get that feeling, I'll go for it. Um, but with the, with the with the platforms, you know, you got to play the algorithm games, all that stuff. I think for me, I just look at um, like Twitter, for instance. It's like a lot of I feel like we get into a like a, a forum about uh, social media, <laughs> but like um, with Twitter, I, I look at it's just it's, it's, it's heavily text based. So like people are reading. You can put videos on there, you know what I'm saying, you know. But honestly, I don't really feel like that's the that's the purpose of that platform. It's a plus. So with Twitter, like when I put those memes out. I, I might say different things for each platform. You know, you got to really grab somebody on Twitter. You got like half a second. If, if it ain't something interesting in the first three words, then hang it up. And uh, like with TikTok, you know, I watch or Instagram, you watch the time limit. I got to figure out how to wow a person and let them know who I am, what I'm about, what I do in the first seven to 20 seconds. Really, if you don't get it done in the first seven seconds, yeah, it's, it's a wrap, you know, because people can do this very quick. The thumb is quicker. Then, how, then you trying to uh, promote yourself. So I think like that's that's how I look at it. I look at it, you know, um, differently between each platform. Just little small things like that. You know, the thing that uh, mere humans fear the most, y'all, is the... snakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think humans are afraid for some reason across the board just to be themselves. In, in especially in American society, because it's not rewarded that you they send you to school, and then they say you you go to school, you start being yourself. No, don't do that. You know, then you go to work, you start talking like you talk. They be like, no, 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 put your work voice on, or send an email like this. Don't say that. You got to say this to this person. I said yeah. I don't do that shit. I'm me all the time. Yeah, motherfucker, and I play the drums, and I have a good time, and you know I'm just me. I can't be nobody else. But I have noticed that the humans. And and what you you not human, Silas, because because what you just said was I only do the things that resonate with me. That is the true answer to success. And and I think all great men do that. You know what I'm saying? Masa Musa did that. Napoleon, Barack Obama. You know, 
Like, yeah. can you imagine a motherfucker was like, hey, Barack, man, can you talk faster? Because these motherfuckers, they, they gonna go to sleep. And he was yeah, like, <laughs> fuck that. This, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you told me to take my time. Exactly right. Oh, man, we got an Obama in the house. <laughs> oh man! Like, like the ability to to really to to lean into who you are is yeah. the most powerful thing that I think one of the most powerful things that we can experience uh, in this life. I, I agree, man. Because um, it's one thing, man. You can tell when somebody's faking in music. You know, it's a feeling, you know, and even if you're not a musician, people can still feel, you know, they know, they know when you up there and you're not really feeling the licks that you're putting in, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you out of pocket for a little second, like they, they, they know, man. And, you know, um, and I think like, that's just all ever since I got, and I, and I'm fortunate enough to say, like, I got over that hump because I went through it. I went through trying to please everybody. Like I had to really grow up and figure out just like, man, fuck fuck them folk like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the, all of the people that i'm worrying about right now like they not they not the people who you know they don't they don't have to take care of me they don't have to feed me or they don't have to you know i gotta look out for me and like even with this like the new stuff i'm doing right now it's, it's heavily you know driven by just self-love you know and i'm so i was so happy to hear you know like y'all like big up the therapy and stuff like that because that was something for a long time too i ran from that I ran from it. I ran from it. You know, like my wife tried to give me, like, go there, go there. You got to, you know, because, you know, it's some stuff I want you to work through and this. And I'm like, I already know they're going to say, I know, I know that they're going to do this. They're going to say that. And then, boom, I'm going to be sitting on the couch like anything else. They don't work like that, you know. <laughs> but, like, I would say, man, like, um, ever since I did, it's just changed my perspective on so many things. And, um, and again, just going back to, like, people know, like, man, when you, when you like, capping, it's gonna show up, or I tell you what, it may not show up right away. You you'll probably you probably find some, some some success through capping. People do it every day, but eventually it'll crumble and it will not last. And and the the cap is gonna gonna leak through, and people gonna find out and you're gonna get exposed. And so why not just from the jump, just just do you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm figuring out right now. Like I think my problem, I was always like I was trying to capture everything at the same time. Y'all come here, look, look, look. But instead of just like doing me and just letting, you know, people populate around me, you know, hey, y'all, oh, we like what you're doing. We just going to come with you. Come on, shit. I'm just going this way. Now they going that way, you know, and like that works so much better, man. So, yeah, I'm just talking to my people right now. And, you know. I love that. And, and a couple of days ago, we had a, a branding expert come to our camp and talk to our students. And she said, the first thing you got to do is just be yourself because, there comes a certain point where so you can't act forever. At some point, you're going to be you. You might as well be you from day one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, bro. It makes this whole process so much more doable, too, because then it's like it's an authentic expression of just what you do. Exactly. But, man, one of my one of my favorite quotes, too, is uh, this guy named Seth Godin defined art as anything that creates change in someone, the, the recipient of the art. So I'm wondering, as an artist and someone who's creating all types of content that people love, is what what type of change would you like your audience to go through? I think the, the biggest thing I want people to go through is just knowing that um, whatever they need, 
Um, they don't have to look outside of themselves. Like they already got it. Um, I think that's something I had to learn the hard way. Uh, I, I just want people to know, like, even if I'm doing a live show, I always have people chant, like, I say this, repeat out to me. I love me. I'm enough. I ain't stressing today. Like, I want, I have them repeat that over and over and over again. I was like, you got, you, like, I don't know, I don't know what the hell you was doing before I got here, but when you leave here, you are going to fuck with you, yourself, you know what I'm saying? And because I always tell people, man, you can't, you can't even truly know how to love somebody else until you know how to love yourself. So that's what we're doing right now. I'm I'm really preaching like people just bigging themselves up, you know what I'm saying? Being selfish with themselves, like knowing how to say no to stuff. Cause that's something I, that was really hard for me, you know, just knowing when to say, nah, I can't do that today, you know, or nah, I, I can't, I can't be a part of that, you know, because I was afraid of, you know, ruffling feathers or, you know, just, you know, shaking up stuff. Sometimes you got to shake shit up and people ultimately respect you for it. And you won't get put in those same situations over again. <laughs> Silas, you don't said my favorite motherfucker. My favorite word is no boy. What? <laughs> nope, can't do it. No, nope, I'm get like you, my boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, so you know, I just be like, nah, I ain't doing that. Mm-mm, can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Man, I want, before we before we wrap it up, you know, we, we're having such a good time. Um, I do want to touch a little bit on the therapy piece because we kind of we hit it twice. So let, let's just get in there. And uh, I know, you know, like we said before, me and Greg, I, I'll just speak for me. You know, I was going through some uh, some terrible shit. And so I had to go to therapy in order to preserve my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it was it got to that where it was a total breakdown. It's like I have to go do this. And I was in the same boat as you it was like, yo, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't want to do that. And I think it's a, it's definitely a black man curse, and maybe it's a man curse, where we think that we gotta be so strong, and you know, and we can just persevere and power through the most devastating traumas, and it's just not true. So I, I just want you to kind of, if if you don't mind, to go a little bit deeper into your experiences um, uh, with therapy and, and how they affected your life positively. Uh, so I, I think the, the biggest thing, uh, like I went in trying to work on is just like reparenting myself, um, just trying to just breaking like a lot of this. I'm going through the same cycle over and over and over again. So, you know, like when I have a kid, you know, I can, you know, just break that cycle and pass, you know, like some better stuff on to them. And like I think I think the, the biggest things. I've learned so far is just like learning how to forgive people um, and not even just entirely for them, but for you, for, for you, you know, uh, sometimes you got to forgive people for yourself, man. Cause you carrying so much stuff, you know, um, because of how you feel and you, you just don't understand like how, how good it feels to just sometimes just let stuff go and figure out like, you know, maybe it was cause of this reason. Like, and I think a lot of that was like I had like a relationship with my dad. My dad just passed away uh, on March 28th and um, I was going to therapy and I was just really working on, you know, trying to figure out <laughs> our relationship, you know, and because, you know, because of doing some work, I was able to like forgive my dad for a ton of stuff, you know, and it was like I told my dad I loved him for the first time in my life that I can remember, you know, um, so I'll just say that. And after that, he passed away. And like, 
I think about that, like, and it's only been, you know, it's been a short amount of time, but I just think about, man, how I would be feeling right now if I hadn't got to work through, like, a, a lot of that stuff, like, ways I was feeling about him. And she was telling me, like, my therapist, she was like, you know, sometimes you just got to understand, like, she's asking me questions about, like, well, how did he grow up and, and what was this like? And what was that? And a lot of stuff started clicking. And I was like, oh, damn, I ain't never think about it like that. I ain't think about it from, from that perspective. And, you know, and just really uh, just taking time to understand people and their circumstances and and what they had to grow, go through and, and and how that ultimately made them the person that they 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 they, they came out to be. Um, I think that helps. And also just knowing that. Um, just because you don't receive love in the way that you, you know, you, you know, you deem in love doesn't mean that person doesn't love you. You know, like, I think that was, that was the biggest thing. And uh, <clears throat> just having conversations with her, I was, I was able to like figure out when my dad was telling me that without, you know, in his way, you know, she was, I was like, he's do this. He's do, she's like, Oh, he was, he was doing it then. He was doing it then, you know? And then, again, you know, it may not be the necessary, like the way, you know, and had he been here a little bit longer, we could have had that discussion and like, well, this is this is how I like to receive, you know, blah, 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 this and that. But long story short, it helped me to like figure out my relationship with him. And um, ultimately, you know, he's not here anymore, but I'm able to like still breathe and I can, I, you know, I feel good, you know, knowing that he gone and, and we, we got, to, you know, had those types of conversations. Yeah, bro. Sorry for your loss, man. That's that's such a, a beautiful uh, revelation. I mean, you know, it's, isn't it something, Greg? Like how the fathers, you know, really in a man's life can really have a, a monumentous effect. You know, not not to say it's positive or negative, just an effect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough relationship to have. I mean, especially. I mean, I, I you know. I totally identify with so many of the things that you said too. It's, it's, it was definitely always a challenge for me to understand that my dad loved me because I didn't think that he was showing me love. But again, through therapy, I came to the same realization that you just mentioned. And, yeah. I, and I, I truly love what you said too. I mean, you know, the therapy is not, is not about the other person. The therapy is about healing yourself, you know, going through that work. And that's, that's always, I think that's the most important thing. If any, if anyone listening is going to take anything away from this, it's like, you know, therapy is not about ma making whatever someone did to you. Okay. It's about making you okay and working with it and learning how to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And growing. I feel like a lot of what you, uh, man, just growing up, man, that's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, man, it does. It, it's definitely helped me. Uh, and it, it helped me in every other aspect, you know, just like, again, like how to handle those those situations. I tell you this, though, man, like if it weren't for my dad, uh, you know, putting a horn in my hand, I wouldn't I would never met Derry. So, you know, and I look at this. It's, it's a process. It's a process. Full circle. So, yeah. <laughs> this is a hey, listen, man. Look, Silas, this this to me. Thank First of all, thank you. Seriously. Just for your time and your energy and, uh, you know, dropping the stories and your knowledge. Um, but before we go, I want to make sure folks know how to how to connect with you on all the socials. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you got it. At this point, you probably got to anime out of something, man. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You quiet, bro. Why are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, my my um, plat my uh, handle is Dear Silas on every single thing. 
Uh, thank God. Uh, it's D-E-A-R-S-I-L-A-S on any platform you can think of. It's the same thing. Also, uh, got a new mixtape coming out June 24th. Uh, it's called It's Giving Self-Love. So, you know, big, big topic of the day. So make sure um, y'all pre-order that. You can pre-order, pre-save it. Um, it's, uh, it's available to do that right now. You do that. You can get a, uh, you get two songs right off the bat as soon as you do that. And uh, that's coming out June 24th. And I'm, I'm excited. So we, we're about to get ready to roll that out. But yeah. That's beautiful, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on the Working Artist Project. And man, it's, it's a, totally a pleasure to have an opportunity to talk to you, man. I really, I love, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm truly, truly inspired and touched by your words. Nice to meet you too, bro. All right, y'all. My name is Darian Douglas. I'm Gregory Ajid.